Keeping the faith in the family. Keeping the family in the faith. His scripture is perfect and applicable. The more that we study, the more biblical. Our lives can become again, even be fun, so long as the truth is our prize. O Lord of all, make us holy and wise. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Faith Family Radio Show. Please check us out at faithfamilyradio.com. Facebook or Twitter. Today, we are having a very Muniac Christmas special. Yay! Yay! <laughs> and uh, for all those people who don't celebrate Christmas, bah humbug. Or gr- happy holidays. You Grinches. No, I'm totally joking. We are going to be talking about all things Christmas, and it should be a good show. And we can all thank my hubby for this because this was his idea. He actually mentioned it a couple times to me over the past few weeks. So it's finally coming to fruition. So basically, if the show is bad. It's all on you. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm going to get That's the hate mail. Be. No. <laughs> Which you can email us at faithfamilyradio.com. So, honey, how's it been? Before we get into the show, how's it been um, just in our day-to-day lives why don't you talk a little bit about the outreaches we've been going on lately? Because it seems like, to me, they've really picked up. <laughs> like, I think we're doing, what, at least two a week now? <laughs> yeah, it seems like that. In fact, more often than not, it's like three a week, which can't say I'm complaining. I'm mm-hmm. loving it. But one of the main reasons we can do that is because my work schedule is back to normal. Woot, woot. A little early Christmas gift from AIG. Thank yeah. you, Lord. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but no, it's been great. We've been doing you know, my, my usual UC ministry, mm-hmm. going up to the University of Cincinnati main campus to share the gospel there and mm-hmm. to do a Bible study every week. And we've started going to Planned Parenthood, the abortion mill, more frequently. Right. Trying to do that at least weekly on Wednesdays. Right. And, you know, I think Wednesday is a decent um, day, although we may have to flip it around. It's been pretty busy there on Wednesdays, surprisingly. Sadly. Well, yes. yeah. And in fact, this past week was probably one of the busiest days I've ever seen down there. Mm. And the people there, they wanted nothing to do with us. The workers, the people that were customers, mm. they, I mean, I had one person take uh, our materials, you know, gospel book and abortion information and adoption information, all that stuff. Mm. One person took the packet, but they still went into the building, even though I encouraged them to leave that place. Right. All the others would either pay no attention, basically just ignoring your existence. Yeah. Or worse, acknowledging your existence with hatred. Yeah. But praise God that he has allowed us to go there and start ministering on a regular basis. So for our listeners, um, we just ask that you would keep that whole outreach in prayer as well as the UC outreach. Mm-hmm. Because this is a very hostile environment, but we are not there to make friends necessarily. We're there to share the gospel and to warn people that their sin is leading them to hell. So we have that going on. And in addition to Ryan's schedule opening up, we have been having uh, more opportunities to go um, to our home church more often. And that's been a real blessing. Mm -hmm. Um, Our pastor is not going to be with us much longer. He's um, going to be a missionary in Africa And so it is a blessing to be able to sit under his teaching 
currently right now he's doing a series on dying to self on Wednesday nights, and that's been really good. Although I'm sure there's not very many churches who would do a series of that nature. (laughs) Um, Joe Osteen won't have that series going on, I don't think. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Our pastor has been truly a blessing. Mm -hmm. How long have we been here in Cincinnati? Four years now? Yes. And we've been there basically since the beginning of our time here. Right. And we are so grateful that the Lord led us to that church. Mm-hmm. and we're going to be very sad to see our pastor leave. Yes. His name is Bill Rillo. You can go to HydeParkBaptistChurch.org to find sermons by him. Yes, he is a phenomenal preacher, so biblical, expository. Yeah, he he's just, uh, I think, helped us to grow a lot in our walk in these four years. And I'll, I'll put it this way. Pretty much everybody that knows me knows Two of my favorite preachers of all time would be Paul Washer and Vody Bauckham. Mm-hmm. I think Bill Rillo, our pastor, is better than they are. <laughs> and that's saying a lot coming from me. <laughs> so, yeah, and he's great at, you know, speaking the truth in love. I have never seen someone do it with the gentleness he does when he's got to correct someone lovingly. Um, whether it's us or somebody else. Even um, though we might not always take it as well. <laughs> well, Proverbs says we are to take correction in, in a right way. And, and because the Lord chastens us and he, he chastens us because he loves us. So we have to remember that when our brothers and sisters correct us, it is in a loving spirit and that it is very difficult for them um, because they don't wish to hurt us. So... But, yeah, it is a blessing to have him for a pastor. And he's going to be stepping down, I think, at the end of January. So if you want to see him live in person, (laughs) you better go to Hyde Park Baptist Church quick. No pressure or anything, honey. (laughs) Have I I said that I really love our our pastor and, and our church in general? Our church is awesome. Yes. You know, we do a ton of gospel outreaches and stuff mm-hmm. and all kinds of ministry. You know what? We're not the only ones in the church doing it. No. In fact, our church tomorrow, as of this recording, mm-hmm. is going to be going out into the neighborhood and inviting people to church for Christmas service. Mm-hmm. But they're not just inviting people to church. They're also going to be giving them gospel tracts. Right. Right. And, and, that's not the only capacity our church serves. Like it's not our church isn't like, well, let's just get them in a church and then they'll get the gospel. This is church. Christmas and Easter, though, is typically the time that they invite people into church. Mm-hmm. But um, we and do our regular pastor make sure to hit that gospel nice and good on those days. Well, he hits it every week, but <laughs> but yeah, um, but we um, have a flea market outreach. We do once a month at our church. And that has a lot of biblical resources that we give out, and people get into great conversations there. There's same type of booths at different county fairs. Right. We um, have many people from our church join us on our outreaches, Mm -hmm. um, and then other random outreaches that are there throughout the year are are the same sort of just biblically solid gospel-centered evangelism outreaches. It's a wonderful church. We're so glad to be there. Yes. But before we go rambling on and on for an hour about our church, which we probably could do, (laughs) 
Um, we should probably get into the show, but before we get into the show, we want to give a little bit of a disclaimer because we are going to be talking about things dealing with Christmas. Santa will come up and we are going to address the truth regarding Santa. So if parents want to get the children away from the listening device or want to shut it off until later, you've been warned. <laughs> yes, it will will be nice and say if you play the game with your children this would not be the show for your children to listen to right because the game will be spoiled yes so just a little disclaimer although i'm sure the majority of people that were would listen won't have a problem it's still nice to put out there for those who may not know about how um we are doctrinally and things like that that nature mm -hmm. so Let's just start, Ryan, though, with what are some of the things that we've done this year? Well, let me actually back that up and, and talk about what we've done the past couple of years. Okay. Because the past couple of years, if someone were to come to our house, they would probably look at us and think we were Grinches <laughs> because we didn't really have any decorations up. I put them up inside. Well, yeah. There, I mean, we had a few inside, but, you know, we didn't have the tree or any lights on outside or anything like right. that. It wasn't that we were against Christmas by any means. Part of it was me being lazy. I'll, I'll admit that. Oh, you will? Yeah. Now? Uh -huh. <laughs> and, and it's on the record. We're recording. So. Okay. But, you heard it here, folks. <laughs> <laughs> we also just were kind of getting out of the whole Christmas appeal for a while. But then our kids started talking to us like, hey, when, when are you going to put the tree up and when are we going to have the lights? You know, we always go look at the lights. Why don't we have lights and stuff? So we're we're starting to get the decorations out there a little bit more. Although I'll be honest, I still am wrestling with the whole Christmas thing for several reasons. And we'll probably get into those later in the show. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely at a place in my Christian walk where I'm struggling on, on whether or not to continue, um, with the, just ce celebrating Christmas at all. But yeah, this, it, the kids definitely are a pull factor that make it harder to just say, you know what, forget it all. Mm -hmm. Um, because they love Christmas. They love everything about it. And it would be very hard to take that all away. Yeah. Now I will say that what started us down the path of not putting out as many decorations was our children are young. So yeah. you, we didn't put up the tree for a couple of years because <laughs> we ornaments. realized that the, the kids would not oh, leave the tree alone. It was such, I mean, it was just, there were ornaments everywhere you couldn't keep the kids away from them, and and mm. we don't. I mean, we that's not what we wanted our holiday season to even be about. Was just right. getting it, frustrated it so, over the tree. So stressful, <laughs> just because of that tree. This is actually our first year in a few years now that yeah. we have the tree up, right. but we're we're taking it slow. It's we, outside. We, we got the tree outside, <laughs> away from the kids. Without ornaments, so that they don't blow off even. Yep. It so was very... Only yeah, thing on there is lights. Back. Yes, lights. Uh, we had an angel, but she got beheaded. <laughs> 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 Poor yeah, thing. She, she, she 
fell from grace. Yeah. She oh. became Satan. It's awful. Um, and then we've got some lit up candy canes outside. We've got some little window clings up and a couple of de- decorations inside, but it's, it's pretty low key. If mm-hmm. you know how I was in the past, I, I'm very, if anyone has seen this show, Home Improvement, I wanted like it to look like, you know, a Christmas tree threw up on our house kind of deal, you know, <laughs> where it's just like, wow, that is way over the top Christmassy, you know, but scaling it back. <laughs> yeah, um, and you're talking about some of the decorations that we do have on the inside, and mm-hmm. those are being messed with by our right. younger children. Look at the dog that we. I have these little candle holders that are like pine cones with like little fake berries, and the kids knock them down, and then sh- our dog likes to try and eat them now. And it's just <laughs> our our dog's going through this phase. I don't know. If it's just because she's so old. She will eat like anything she finds right now. Yeah, she, she's like a goat. She, she <laughs> eats anything except her dog food. Right. Oh, it's so sad. <laughs> but so yeah, that we we in this year we've got some decorations up. We typically like to read from Luke two on Christmas Day mm-hmm. before we open presents. Yep, we like to share the reason for the season, even though Jesus wasn't born on December 25th. No. So, yeah, we'll do that. And then um, it's mostly just a a day where we let the kids play with everything they got or watch the movies that they've received while I cook dinner. I relax and eat the dinner. And then you have seconds. And then, no. No, not (laughs) not this year. Yeah, thanks to the diet, which is going well. It is going we're, well. We're down quite a bit. I, I'm down, I think, like 35 pounds. That's awesome. So. Elaine, I, I know you don't want to give details, but you are doing awesome as well. I am. I'm probably about halfway to where I want to be. So. so, yeah, no extra helpings for Christmas dinner, but it should be awesome. Mm. Why don't you guys tell us what your favorite traditions are for Christmas, right. you know, whether it's a certain type of food you like to have or mm-hmm. different ornaments that you always put out or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Put that down in the comments right. at the website, faithfamilyradio.com for this episode, mm-hmm. or put it on Facebook and Twitter. Oh. But we will get into more Christmas extravaganza after the break. You're listening to the Faith and Family Radio Show. The children of Lima, Peru face many difficulties. Hunger, neglect, abuse, and most importantly, a lack of the gospel. Heart of Christ Ministry seeks to bring the gospel and to fulfill the other needs of the children. Please consider partnering with us. You can sponsor a child for just $25 a month, and there are many other ways to help. Please visit hofcm.org. You're listening to the Faith and Family Radio Show. Welcome back to the Faith and Family Radio Show. Go to faithfamilyradio.com for more episodes. Today we're talking about Christmas. Ho, ho, ho. No. (laughs) And again, if you missed the first disclaimer, which you probably didn't because this is a podcast, but just in case, children... If your parents say stop listening to this episode right now before we get into details of what we're going to call the Santa game, then you should listen to them. 
do not listen to the rest of the episode. Parents, Children, you have been obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. So one thing that has been um, pretty, I don't want to say popular, but it's more well known these past few years is the American atheists have began spreading holiday cheer through various billboard ads. In case you don't know me very well, that was sarcasm. <laughs> They're not spreading holiday cheer. Let me pull up some of the signs that uh, I came across. Yeah, they, they typically come out with their annual anti-Christmas mm-hmm. billboards. I know Answers in Genesis, uh, they also put out some billboards, I think it was last year, combating that. Mm-hmm. So some of the signs say, Go ahead and skip church. Just be good for goodness sake. Happy holidays. And it's got Santa on there, and he's got his finger up by his face. And let's see, what's another one? Dear Santa, all I want for Christmas is to skip church. I'm too old for fairy tales. That one's interesting, since Santa Claus is a fairy tale. <laughs> yeah. Where is the other? Uh, you know it's a myth this this season. Celebrate reason. The newest one that I've seen that they have is says, make Christmas great again, mocking Trump while they're mocking God, skip church. So what I have to ask these atheists that just want to encourage professing Christians not to go to church, what's the motivation here? And I won't say all atheists are like this. I have a friend who's an atheist, and I don't believe that she would condone this personally. Um, I may be wrong, but I don't think so. Just in our conversations, I know pretty well how she operates. And mm-hmm. But for atheists that do think, hey, these are great. This is a great idea. Why? What is the problem that you see with people going to church on Christmas, on mm-hmm. celebrating the birth of Christ? What is the issue here? Well, you know, what I've noticed is all their billboards mm-hmm. are focused on the Christmas holiday. You don't see any of them saying, hey, don't light that menorah this year. Right. Or forego the Kwanzaa festivities this year. Mm-hmm. Or any number of holidays that are out there. Right, right. Um, you don't see them boycotting New Year's Eve parties. I just think that's a terrible waste of money. <laughs> like, <laughs> How big of a Grinch do you have to be to be like, I'm going to pay all this money for these billboards to go up that's like, ah. Don't go to church. Be a bunch of heathens like us. <laughs> like, seriously? <laughs> okay. Um, but you know what? We need to love them in spite of this. Mm-hmm. Um, the Bible says to love our enemies, to love those who persecute us, and to know that it's because of their rebellion against God. They hate that God exists and that they're accountable to him. Mm-hmm. And they are trying to suppress the truth and unrighteousness. And they are trying to take remove the guilt mm-hmm. of this you know, the sin that they love so much. Yeah, that's the only thing I can think of. No, that's exactly what's going on there, honey. Because, like I just mentioned, you don't see them putting up billboards against the Easter Bunny or against mm-hmm. Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or mm-hmm. New Year's. Mm-hmm. You see them putting up billboards against Christianity or against. Christmas, which is traditionally a Christian holiday. Right. Because they hate the Christian God. Mm. They suppress the truth in their unrighteousness. They deny the God that created them because they love their sin. You know, for not being a religion, 
they seem to want to gain a lot of converts. Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> Just saying. Just putting that out there. So, speaking of Christmas, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about its origins because there is a lot of questions even just among the Christian community of how Christmas got started, what its roots are, and then, and also I want to talk a little bit about St. Nick and then move on from there on whether or not we should celebrate, common objections, and just uh, really pick a, pick it apart from there, expound. But well, let's start with just how Christmas got started. And now, as you said earlier, honey, Jesus wasn't born on December 25th, was he? No, at least not definitively. You know, there are some people that can try and argue it, but we don't have a birth certificate, mm-hmm. just like Obama. So, <laughs> The people who argue for it, it's just so weird. They, they, The evidence, the only evidence I've ever heard is like, well, if we backtrack the stars and when the stars showed up, it pinpoints to this day. And I'm like, I don't know. That sounds a little mm. far-fetched, especially since if you look at the history behind Christmas Day, there wasn't any biblical foundation or even evidential reasons for Mm -hmm. it was it was because of the winter solstice and these pagan holidays that were going on at this time and the catholic church was trying to christianize these holidays and gain converts Mm -hmm. and um at least according to our research yes which is on wikipedia i tried to find something that wouldn't be like so christianly biased like it wouldn't lean all the way that way because Mm -hmm. some people may be like well you got that from an overtly christian site of course they're gonna say this you know Mm -hmm. what i mean i wanted to kind of go in a more unbiased territory not that wikipedia is totally neutral but Mm. so yeah that's kind of where the origins got started and it's kind of evolved over the years you know we've added santa claus and candy canes and all this other stuff with it but it really started with just these holidays around the winter season um and the catholic church trying to gain converts is the cliff's notes is christmas a pagan holiday i would say no does it have pagan roots i would say yes mm. i would i would hesitate to say yes i mean Granted, there was stuff thrown in, you know, it got started to merge paganism with the Catholic Church, Christianity at the time to gain converts. But at the same time, now in today's day and age, it is unique because you don't have the the other holidays yeah the other holidays aren't very predominant but you know what it still has the roots to it i mean you don't want to ignore that and act like it's not there because a lot of christians Mm -hmm. do they try and sweep it under the rug and say oh that's not a pagan holiday there's no pagan roots and it's like well that's not entirely true um as christians we are to be seekers of truth we're not to try and just run away from anything that kind of rattles our our faith or our, you know, how we, our worldview, we are to look at it through the eyes of scripture, obviously first. Mm-hmm. And so, and then kind of, we look at, you know, things, if it's not in scripture, we look at it just through the lens of truth and, and say, okay, this may have been true. What does that mean then? Right. And a lot of 
atheists and others will try to put out their, oh, Jesus wasn't born on Christmas Day or December 25th. Okay, so mm-hmm. that's the day I choose to celebrate his birth. Mm-hmm. But he, he he wasn't born that day. You, you should reject everything from your Christian faith. No, my faith isn't based resting on, in, yeah. you know, it's not resting on the birth of Jesus Christ being on December 25th. Right. I don't care. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it's not a big deal. You know, if he was born in September slash October around right. that time or whenever, mm-hmm. the point, the important part that they forget about is that he came to this earth, mm-hmm. was born of a virgin, lived a perfect life, died on the cross, rose three days later, defeating death and offering eternal life to all those that repent and believe the gospel. That's what's important. Was that a gospel presentation you snuck in right there? You know it was. <laughs> wow. All righty then. <laughs> Getting it in early this time. <laughs> Got to get it in somewhere, wherever I can. So a lot of Christians like to incorporate Santa Claus into their Christmas traditions. And I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the history of St. Nicholas, because regardless of how he's perceived today, he was a real person that walked the earth, a real man. This isn't some ad advertised character that became big. This like, well, or it's not like the, I mean, it is, but it, it was a real stems, person turned into an advertising right, character that became big. Right. It's not like the Easter bunny though. I mean, we all know, I mean, there was no bunny that laid chocolate eggs. <laughs> If the, I wouldn't, I wouldn't eat them if he did. <laughs> Boy, if there are any kids still listening that believe this stuff, we we just burst two of their bubbles. Why don't you tell them the great pumpkin doesn't exist now, honey? <laughs> so Saint Nicholas was a real man, and it would seem as though he was a real follower of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was a little bit different than the jolly Saint Nick that he's portrayed as today. Although Saint Nicholas was known for being very generous, for mm-hmm. being very giving. He was supposed to be very well off. So he, um, gave a lot of his, uh, money away to people in need, to the poor. But something that is kind of more known in the reformed circles, but not so much in modern society, was that he uh, reportedly punched a dude in the face (laughs) at the, what is it, the Council of Nicaea? Merry Christmas, you filthy animal. (laughs) Um, And the man, what was the doctrine he was, it was that he believed that Jesus was a created being. What's that called? Arius. Arianism. Arianism, right. So he was... Trying to say that Jesus was a created being, and apparently St. Nicholas did not like that and disagreed strongly enough that he punched a dude in the face. (laughs) So a lot of reformers, like, put their, like, fists in the air, like, yeah. Probably wasn't the most Christ-like response, but maybe that was what it was needed at the time, because... I I think they're all just wishing they could do that to Joel Osteen. (laughs) No, we should share the gospel with Joel. And I should not have laughed at that. That was evil. Lord, forgive me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so he was well-known believer, stood on God's word and had a, a great impact on um, the Christian world at, at, in his day. 
to fast forward to early 1900s. Was it Macy's? No, it was Coca-Cola. Oh, really? Okay. That, that made Santa Claus big. Well, St. Nicholas, they turned right. him into Santa Claus, gave him the traditional red outfit that we see him in mm -hmm. today. Right. And that's where Santa Claus mm -hmm. came from. And uh, as that was, that advertising campaign was created and traditions were made around it, mm -hmm. the supernatural attributes mm -hmm. were given to right. Santa Claus, you know, the godlike attributes. Exactly. For example, he knows whether you've been naughty or nice. He, he, he's kind of got this all knowing persona. Mm -hmm. Um, he can travel all over the world in one night. Mm -hmm. So everywhere at once, basically. Yeah. So, yeah, a lot of like godlike qualities. Mm. Um, but again, this is not the original man that it's been what he's been molded into this little idol that we've made. Mm -hmm. Um, Absolutely. You know, the Saturday Night Live is not a very Christian show, mm -hmm. but there is one bit that they did many years ago back with Dana Carvey as he was portraying the church lady. Mm -hmm. And you see her uh, with a felt board and the name Santa on there mm -hmm. in, in big bold letters. And she moves the letters around, rearranges them a little bit. Who would help grown men heal the focus from the baby Jesus on his birthday? Who could it be? I just don't know. Could it be Satan? <laughs> but it, it's just, while that was meant to be a joke, there was some truth to that because what does Satan do? He deceives people, he tells them lies, he tries to be like God, to take glory away from God. That's what I was just thinking is he, his main goal, at least in my understanding, is to take away glory and honor and praise to the Lord by any means necessary. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's definitely, um, and it, it's amazing when you tell people that you don't do Santa mm. with your kids, the reaction. It's a very strong one. Yeah, you're um, ruining your kid's childhood. Right. Okay. Or, you know, you're seen as a Grinch. Mm -hmm. Like, you are just these, like, totally un-American people that <laughs> are ruining the traditions. And um, and just, I'm going to put it out here, our kids don't do Santa. And our kids still love Christmas. Yes. They, and they, they know love, Santa's fake. Yeah, they they love getting presents. Obviously, what kid doesn't? Yeah. You know, they they love seeing all the decorations, the lights. Right. Going to Christmas Town at the Creation Museum. Right. They love being able to spend Christmas time movies, with, uh, hot cocoa. I mean, all of it. They love right. the whole experience, and they didn't need Santa for it. Right. And you know what else they love? Hearing the real Christmas story mm. from from the Bible about Jesus coming to this earth and you know what that is a far greater story that we could tell them because god is so amazing in his attributes and his character why would we settle for less why would we share a mm -hmm. lesser god-like person when they can have god himself in flesh coming to this earth to redeem man from his sin right and you know what that's why 
one of the many reasons I love Charlie Brown Christmas. Mm. That's my favorite Christmas movie of all time. I think it's time. one of the kids' favorites, too, to be honest. That's one that they... I think that was the first one they asked to watch this year. So. Oh, that's great. <laughs> but, you know, it... You know, it, it's got a great message. It focuses on, you know, all these people are so hung up on the materialism of right. Christmas right. and how there's really no meaning behind Christmas. Mm. But at the end, Linus comes through right. and he brings it back to the real meaning for the season, the, the reason for the season, as they say. Mm-hmm. And he cares about Jesus Christ coming to this earth, reconciling man to God. Mm. And he just uses scripture to do it. I love that. That it's it doesn't need a big feel good moment where he's got this perfect speech all figured out. And one thing that I guess I, I've just noticed over the past couple of years is how he drops his blanket too. Mm-hmm. That he doesn't need his blanket for this. That his, yeah, his security his... blanket that you see him always carrying everywhere he goes. Right. He won't let it go. But then he starts talking about Jesus and he, he lets go of the blanket. He's sufficient. Yeah, that's just awesome. So we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about common objections to Christmas. You may have heard some of these in the movie Saving Christmas, if you suffered through that like we did. Yeah, I, I just <laughs> talked about my favorite Christmas movie. That's my least favorite Christmas <laughs> movie. Even more than the Star Wars holiday special. Right. And that's bad. <laughs> We'll be right back on Faith Family Radio. Imagine Jesus walking onto your local college campus. What would he say? Would he be like Matthew chapter 9, seeing the people harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd? And say, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. At Christian Collegiate Network, we are sending workers into the harvest. We are training students how to proclaim the glorious gospel. If you want to support our ministry at Christian Collegiate Network by becoming a campus leader or financially, go to changeyourcampus.com. Keeping the faith, the faith in the family. And we're back at Faith Family Radio. Please check us out at faithfamilyradio.com or Facebook or Twitter for more episodes and more about us. We are talking about Christmas today. We've been talking a little bit about the history. I didn't get into the trees. That's something I did want to touch on earlier. The tree has some pagan roots, too. Mm -hmm. Um, And the reason why I'm bringing that up is because we are going into the objections. And the first objection you always hear when anyone has a problem with Christmas is, it has pagan roots. Ryan, why don't you go first and give us your thoughts on this objection? Is that to you a reason not to celebrate Christmas? The Bible actually tells us that when our conscience is screaming at us or telling us hey you shouldn't do this Mm -hmm. then to you it is a sin right but if we don't consider it to be sinful if we're not if our conscience isn't bearing with us that we shouldn't do something if you're not convicted thank you but if your conscience isn't convicting you Mm -hmm. then i don't think there's a problem with it the bible doesn't explicitly say that you shouldn't celebrate christmas or anything like that okay now granted there will be some guy out there that says well wait a minute what about that verse in jeremiah so do you feel personally convicted knowing it has pagan roots i don't yeah now i will say that while i am not convicted in any way that we shouldn't celebrate christmas mm-hmm. I am convicted and convinced that we shouldn't play the Santa game where we 
tell our children about Santa Claus being some magical dude that brings presents to all the children in one night because you're lying to your kids. Yeah, call me a Grinch. I really don't care. Because when they grow up and they start questioning you about Jesus, you can think back, oh yeah, it's because I lied to them about Santa Claus. I lied to them about the Easter Bunny. I lied to them about the Tooth Fairy. Why would they believe in this guy, in Jesus Christ being real, who has you know all these similar attributes as those other guys that were make-believe? Mm-hmm. Don't lie to your kids. Sorry if I burst your bubble, but that's that's my thing. Yeah. Um it is, folks. For years. Women hate him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna put that right out there. Ryan, I I mean he, he gets up everybody's back, but mostly women. <laughs> it's not that I'm trying to. I, I'm just naturally gifted in that way. It's a blessing and a curse to Ryan. <laughs> no. It's um, amazing I still have a wife. <laughs> So what if, though, a parent's saying, wait a minute, what if I tell my kids Santa's not real and we still play it? What's wrong with that? Hmm. Well, that's... Where's the glory going? Hmm. Is my question. Okay. I have less of a problem if someone is like, you know what? It's a, it's a nice tradition. We tell our kids Santa's not real, but we still kind of play the game. I'm I'm... It's less of a problem for me to hear that, but it's still like... Mm, because you're at least telling them the truth, and then yeah. it, it really is just a, a game right. that you're playing. But then again, if you're celebrating Christmas as a Christian, you're, the whole purpose is to celebrate the birth of Christ and mm-hmm. to play the Santa game or the Rudolph game or the Frosty game. It Or kinda, the Elf on a Shelf game. Yes, it kind of detracts from that. And you may not even have thought about that as a parent. Um, just be careful that Christ is always at the forefront. Yes. That he is what you are celebrating. That he is what your kids are, are rejoicing over, not mm-hmm. over Santa. Yes. And now some parents are probably thinking, well, how wonderful for you that you don't do that with your children and you tell your kids that Santa's not real. I'm still going to hunt you down and kill you for when your kids tell my kids that Santa's not real. Yeah, we've actually, I haven't spoken to the parents, but um, our kids have done that apparently. And they can't even tell me the kid's name that they told this to. So I have no way of trying to smooth things out with whoever it is. But yes, our children at church this past week or two apparently told another child who believed in Santa that he wasn't real. Oh boy, we're going to get an email, aren't we? I haven't gotten one yet, so I I don't I don't know. <laughs> well, thankfully we're in a biblical church and they won't enact church discipline on us <laughs> for it, but it's probably not going to be good at the next fellowship meal or anything. Right. So, how would you or how should you deal with a situation like this, you know, what do you tell your kids to do mm-hmm. when they come across friends that do believe in Santa Claus? See, I think the important thing is that you stress that it's not okay to lie. Yes. Um, and that includes in this situation. But it is also important to know, to let your children know that it is not their place to go and burst these little kids' bubbles mm-hmm. and traumatize them. 
not that they should encourage it at all, but there's definitely, uh, you need to teach your children tactfulness, that mm-hmm. this is the type of thing that parents need to discuss with their kids um, when the time is right, when they feel convicted over it. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and you, to, Teaching them how to use discretion. <laughs> right, right. That's a very good word. So maybe talk to your children and say, look, we, we know that Santa Claus is not real. We, we don't believe in him or we, we don't play the Santa Claus game. But some parents do. Mm-hmm. And some children believe that Santa Claus is real. Mm-hmm. We don't want to hurt their feelings by right. telling them straight up that Santa Claus is not real. Oh, you mean like the, what was it on Facebook? Have you seen the video of the man that was at the, I think it was a mall, and he started shouting, Santa's not real. Quit lying to your kids. No, I have not seen that. I I don't have the nerve to watch it because I'm worried that someone like went up and hit him or something. Oh boy, I I would not doubt it. I just think that's it's not the right timing to talk to parents about that, and especially in front of their kids to burst mm-hmm. the bubble. And it's not the gospel, like no, seriously, like well, I mean, he may have given the gospel, but you don't need to add the whole Santa thing in there, I mean, right? While we do want to call out sin Mm -hmm. and share the truth with people, Mm. we shouldn't rely on our children to do that. So, and we don't want people to be upset with us. We want them to be willing to talk with us and, and hear the truth. Right. You know, if our kids share the truth with their kids and Mm. then their parents are upset with us because of our kids. Mm. Are they going to want to hear the gospel? (laughs) Probably not. They're going to want to punch us in the face. So let's go back a little bit more to these objections. Um, We've talked about Santa. Now, what about people who say nowhere are we commanded to celebrate Christmas? The Bible doesn't say we should celebrate Christmas. It's not a biblical holiday. Right. And the Bible doesn't say that we should celebrate birthday. Or Thanksgiving. Or any... Fourth of July. ...current holidays that are observed here in America, mm-hmm. the traditional ones. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, there there's Hanukkah in there and mm-hmm. different celebrations that are in the Bible, mm-hmm. but they're not mainstream right. in America. So just because... It's not in the Bible. That doesn't mean it's evil or wicked. Mm-hmm. Right. And you got to be careful when you say that because the Jehovah's Witnesses don't celebrate birthdays because of that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I, I, anytime the J, the J-dubs are doing something, I'm kind of like, I want to kind of go in the other direction. <laughs> 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 they're not they're not the best example to put out there for me. What about this is one. That's a pretty big one. I can understand the concern here is that Christmas no longer focuses on Christ. Right. Why would I celebrate a holiday that's just been so mangled and it's all about materialism? It's all about the Santa Claus. It's all about greed. And mm. it's just and there and it's even got a facade of being about family and togetherness and giving. And mm. yeah, and that's the new thing is they're trying to change the reason for the season. I was actually on Twitter just the other day, mm-hmm. and it, I think it was like CNN or something. They had an article out that said, you know, this organization 
paid for people's food or something. It's celebrating the new reason for the season of giving. Mm. And I'm just like, I, I actually replied mm. to it. I said, what was wrong with the original reason for the season? God reconciling himself to mankind mm. or God reconciling mankind to himself. Mm. But that's what it is, is they're really trying to take Christ out of Christmas, out of the whole thought process of people. But I mean, if you take Christ out entirely, then the morality will leave too. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Then it is just a pagan holiday. Mm -hmm. If there's no Christ in it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how do we as parents keep our kids from being distracted by all the stuff, by all the, the presents and the lights and and the greed and just mm -hmm. all the stuff that can take the focus off of what it's supposed to be as Christians all about. Right. How so, can we glorify God in our Christmas celebrating? Make sure you have your focus right. Put your focus on Christ. Mm. You know, why are we celebrating Christmas? Because Jesus came to earth. Mm. Why is Christmas important? Because Jesus came to earth. God came right. to earth to reconcile mankind to himself. Mm. It's a gospel story. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people, they think about the, the Christmas stories or the Christmas hymns, and they're like, oh, well, we it's not time for that. We, we we can't listen to that. Like if you mm -hmm. go on your podcast and you see in January that there's a Christmas sermon waiting for you to listen to and you're like, oh, I don't want to listen to that. Mm. No, go listen to it. That's a gospel story. Mm. It, at least it should be. Mm. That That's something that's getting under my skin is all these churches that are canceling service because Christmas this year is on Sunday. Mm-hmm. They want to cancel church so that people can be with their families. Uh, your family should be in church celebrating the birth of Christ. Right. That's what it's about. You it's go about on that Christ. Yeah. It's not about family. Mm -hmm. It's not about giving. Mm -hmm. It's about Christ. Right. And not that those things are wrong. And in fact, when we worship God, it should lead us to have a generous heart that wants to do for others and wants to share the good news with, you know, the poor and the needy and orphans and widows. But that should, again, it should always be the forefront should be Christ worshiping mm -hmm. him, honoring him. And if we bring him honor by going and sharing the gospel and a meal with the homeless on Christmas Day, that's fine. You know, instead of spending hundreds of dollars on presents for yourselves, Spend hundreds of dollars on presents for orphans mm -hmm. and take it to an orphanage right. on Christmas morning. Right. Take the money and sponsor a kid, sponsor a missionary. Yeah. There, there's, and, and that's not to say that you can't buy presents for people, but make sure that the glory of the holiday is Christ, that yeah. he is the one being glorified, not your flesh. Right. And, and not your good works. Mm -hmm. You know, say you get rid of the, you know, the extravagance that you do at home and you go start doing all these nice things for the homeless, for the poor, for the orphans and widows and all that. But you're still forgetting about Christ. It's not any good. Right. Because you're still forgetting about Christ. Right. 
So whatever you do this holiday season, make sure that you're doing it to the glory of God. The Bible says whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do to the glory of God. So Christmas is included in that everything. Mm -hmm. So how do you keep your kids focused on Christ? Bring it up Mm -hmm. all the time. Say, kids, we're about to open presents. Do you know why we're opening presents for Christmas? Well, it's not because of anything we've done. It's because of what Christ did. He came to this earth. It's We're celebrating his birth. Well, and the perfect gift that he has given. Mm -hmm. And now we... So we exchange gifts with each other mm-hmm. to show our gratitude for what Christ did and the greatest gift that was ever given. Before you get to the gifts, say, kids, let's sit down. Let's let's hear about the the real mm-hmm. Christmas story. Right. You know, and read Luke chapter two. Mm-hmm. Pray together as a family, thanking mm-hmm. God for his many blessings. Yeah. Go out and share the gospel yes. with your family. Great time to do outreaches is Christmas time. Yes. Get some good gospel tracks and maybe have a Christmas theme to them. Even if you don't celebrate Christmas in your home, what an amazing evangelistic opportunity to get some Christmas tracks for those who do. Mm -hmm. It's got the gospel on it. Exactly. You know, you could, how easy would it be to start a conversation with someone to get into the gospel with them? You just say, hey, you know, it, it's the Christmas season. What do you think Christmas is all about? Mm-hmm. And then they, you know, they tell you whatever. And you can be like, oh, okay. Well, you know, the the Christmas season actually is because of Christ. I think you've got Bam. like interview material right there, Daddy. Oh, I totally do. <laughs> I've, been, I've been itching to, to get out there with, with my microphone to do some <laughs> interviews for Witness Radio. So whatever you do this Christmas season, make sure that it's honoring to the Lord. And if your church doesn't have a Christmas Day service... Find a new church. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Like Hyde Park Baptist Church. We'll be right back with more on Faith and Family Radio. There are things that cause the heart to wonder. Or inspiring things that can't be explained you never thought you would see. After more than 4,000 years, it's your moment to encounter the Ark. The voyage begins again, July 7. You're listening to the Faith and Family Radio Show with my mommy and daddy, Elaine and Ryan Eliak. Welcome back to the Faith and Family Radio Show. FaithFamilyRadio.com is where you go for more good stuff. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So we've been talking about Christmas and all the traditions and festivities and all that stuff that we get wrapped up in. Yeah. Yeah, man. But now it's time to dig into the Bible. Mm -hmm. Read us some scripture, yo. Because ultimately, that's where we want to look for. When we have any sort of question about how we should live and what we should do. And Christmas is no different. So, Ryan, is Christmas in the Bible at all? No. December 25th is not in here, huh? Nope. Not not in the beginning of Matthew or Luke? Nope. Really? You didn't write it in there? Nope. (laughs) Although there there are some prophecies that Mm -hmm. tell us about the birth of Christ, which 
is where we get Christmas from, the birth of Christ. So I guess Christmas could be in it in that sense. <laughs> but no, the the holiday that we celebrate here in America in 2016 is right not in there. And we don't see after Jesus's death and everything, we don't see the disciples in here. There's nothing to indicate they celebrated Christ's birth. Mm-hmm. So, but but that's not to say that we can't no do some of the celebrations that we do. Mm-hmm. Now, there is one thing where people bring up a certain passage in Jeremiah mm. that they say, oh, this says you can't have a Christmas or you can't celebrate Christmas. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start with, well, chapter 10, starting in verse 1. Hear the word that the Lord speaks to you, O house of Israel. Thus says the Lord, learn not the way of the nations, nor be dismayed at the signs of the heavens, because the nations are dismayed at them. For the customs of the peoples are vanity. A tree from the forest is cut down and worked with an axe by the hands of a craftsman. They decorate it with silver and gold. They fasten it with hammer and nails so that so that it cannot move. Their idols are like scarecrows in a cucumber field, and they cannot speak. They have to be carried, for they cannot walk. Do not be afraid of them, for they cannot do evil. Neither is it in them to do good. Mm-hmm. So that's... Jeremiah chapter 10, verses 1 through 5, and I read it from the ESV. So, do we have a tree or not? (laughs) Right. So, the in particular, what people focus on is, starting in verse 3, talking about a tree from the forest is cut down, and then in verse 4, it says they decorate it with silver and gold. Oh, silver and gold, that's like that song that, that you hear during Christmas. And so that means that it's talking about Christmas trees. So we, we can't celebrate Christmas because this is talking about that being an idol. Mm-hmm. No, stop, take a breath, read the passage again. And that's why I didn't just read the, three and four. Yes. I, I gave you some context. First things first, back in verse one, it says, hear the word that the Lord speaks to you, O house of Israel. This is not to the Christians. This is to the nation of Israel. Mm-hmm. And it was meant to tell them, hey, stay away from the pagan gods or the false idols. Mm-hmm. It's the second commandment, just reiterated, mm-hmm. for a specific thing that was going on in that day and age. Mm-hmm. So it's not an issue of idolatry if I have a Christmas tree. Well, it is if you're worshiping the tree or you're setting it up to worship a deity. Mm. That is, you know, if you're doing that because you don't worship the God of the Bible, mm. then yeah, then, then it is a sin. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. If you are worshiping the things of Christmas, the celebrations of, and traditions of Christmas, mm. then yeah, it's an idol and you shouldn't do it. But this specifically is not talking about a Christmas tree. It says, A tree from the forest is cut down and worked with an axe by the hands of a craftsman. That means that it's being cut down and made into something. It's not just a tree cut down and then set up, Mm. you know, like a Christmas tree would be. Mm. You know, it's actually being crafted, made into something else. Mm. And and in fact, it goes further in verse 4. They decorate it with silver and gold. 
they fasten it with hammer and nail so that it cannot move. Basically, it's like taking a gold statue and hanging it on the wall or we'll say a mirror, a mirror with gold trim, fastening it with a hammer and nail so that it doesn't move. Mm -hmm. That's that's all that is, is it's talking about this idol that they've made from wood. Mm -hmm. But in verse five, praise the Lord, it says, do not be afraid of them. They can't do evil. They can't even do good. They can't do anything. Mm -hmm. They're idols. Just a couple of twigs. Mm -hmm. This does not talk about Christmas trees. So the next time someone comes to you and says, oh, Jeremiah says you can't have a Christmas tree, you can say, stop twisting scripture. So whether or not you have chosen to celebrate Christmas or not chosen to celebrate, is the celebration or not celebration of Christmas an essential issue? Can we fellowship with anti-Christmas Christians? Can we fellowship with over-the-top, ugly Christmas sweater-wearing Christians? Yes, we can. And speaking of ugly Christmas sweaters, I saw one on on Facebook the other day that I'm like, oh, that would that would win every Christmas party. <laughs> it, it was basically just a sweater with a mirror attached to it. Oh, yeah. I'm like, that would be great. But I would actually cover the mirror with a little flap that says, you know, open to see the ugliness or something. Daddy. I, I totally want to do that for, for the ugly Christmas sweater contest at my work, but I won't. Yeah, because knowing you, you'd end up like doing it to your boss and <laughs> getting fired. <laughs> no, I, I think Ken Ham would, would have a good spirit about it. I don't know. You do have a way with people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. But so can we fellowship with people who don't agree with our stance on Christmas? Yes. And you know what? We can even fellowship with people who celebrate Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or the other holidays, at least. In the sense of we're friends with them, but we don't partake in the... I'm speaking on a Christian level. Oh, on a Christian level. Yeah. Okay. Christian to Christian. Yes, definitely. We can. As long as they are, they're not making a false idol of their Christmas traditions. And we can have discussions with them too and say like, hey, this is why I do this or I don't do this. Mm -hmm. It's not to say because people disagree with us that we have to be like staunchly quiet on the issue. Like we can talk about it and, but in a, in a way that doesn't lead to like veins and necks popping out and black eyes and teeth falling out. And we got to call Dr. Anthony Silvestro to come fix them (laughs) kind of scenarios. Or in the real world in unfriending on Facebook. (laughs) I mean, it's definitely not a reason for separation. Yes. If someone wants to celebrate Christmas and they want to go all out, I am not going to be like, well, I just, I can't be friends with a a person like that. I don't even think they're a Christian. How Mm. dare they? No, because as much as we may like to think it, we don't always have it all figured out. Right. Um, And this could be an area where we need to grow in grace or the other person needs to grow in grace and Mm. we need to be loving and patient during that time. (laughs) Exactly. Now, here's the big question. What about Hanukkah? See, I was going to put that in the show, but I'm like, how can I just throw Hanukkah in at random? But since you've gone there, I mean, (laughs) what about Hanukkah? You know, Jesus celebrated Hanukkah. So it is a biblical holiday. Say what? Mm -hmm. Oh, boy. Well, now, see, 
that'll just have to be our our holiday special for next year. <laughs> we'll we'll leave that little teaser for you coming in 2017 at the end of it when you've forgotten all about this episode. <laughs> we're going to talk about Hanukkah. Oh yeah. <laughs> One other question I have is, what are your thoughts regarding people who make a big fuss over happy holidays versus Merry Christmas? Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. As we're getting down to the wire here, getting to the end of the show. You know what? I get the the passion, the desire, um, because we live in a world that's trying to strip Christ out of everything. I get that desire to want to cling to that. Mm-hmm. But I'm not personally offended if someone says happy holidays because I just almost it's people well wishing. I don't mm-hmm. I don't want to be one of those overly critical people that's just crotchety about everything. That's just like, ah, I can't believe they said happy holidays to me. How dare they? Don't they know I'm a Christian? No, I don't have my big Christian sign on today. Mm. <laughs> like I we need to have a little bit of compassion and grace and just realize that some people, even there are some Christians that would rather say happy holidays. It's not necessarily that it's all atheists or Muslims, you know, whatever, walking around saying happy holidays. There are Christians mm-hmm. who use it just because that's how they say it. That's how they wish people well on the holidays because mm-hmm. they don't necessarily want to say Merry Christmas to someone who's not a Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, I've actually had a change of heart on this over the past few years as well. You know, years ago when I worked in retail, mm-hmm. I would specifically say Merry Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, as I was checking people out at the register, like, man, not ain't gonna, pridefully at all, you know, I you know, bet. Man ain't going to get me down. Man ain't going to make me take Christ out of Christmas. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, you know what? There are other people out there that sell, that have other celebrations during this time. Right. You know, you, you got the main four, Christmas, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, New Year's. Mm-hmm. Right there, there's four holidays. Mm-hmm. You got, if you're Canadian, they they do the whole Boxing Day thing. <laughs> so th- there's five right there. I'm sure there's more, some that I'm forgetting. Mm-hmm. Not everyone celebrates the same holiday. Mm-hmm. So I don't see a problem now. Mm. with saying happy holidays Mm. now i will still say merry christmas to people Mm. and i will actually use that uh Mm. to share the gospel with them and like if they say oh i'm not christian or i don't celebrate christmas oh really what what do you celebrate Uh, i'm jewish i celebrate hanukkah oh wow that's wonderful Did, did you know that uh jesus celebrated hanukkah you know get into a gospel conversation right or oh i celebrate kronza oh well do you consider yourself to be a good person because let's be honest, I don't know anything about Kwanzaa. <laughs> yeah, let's just go on the good person test. No, it's we need to be careful though, because saying Merry Christmas is not giving someone the gospel, right? And it's not denying Christ if you let out a happy holiday. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's. I mean, I, obviously, it is for some people who are ashamed of Christ mm-hmm. to do that. I'm not saying that that's totally out of the loop. Right. I think it's all about the mind and the heart. Um, where our motivation lies. And if our motivation isn't selfish, isn't sinful, then I don't see a problem saying happy holidays. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Some people do get offended if you say Merry Christmas to them and they aren't Christian or they don't celebrate Christmas. Mm-hmm. But that's why you have all these companies saying, you can't say Merry Christmas. You got to say Happy Holidays. That's just good business. Mm-hmm. That's not denying Christ. I mean, they're 
not a Christian company. You know, if Chick-fil-A were to be like, hey, you can't say Merry Christmas in here, I, I might take a little offense to that. But even with them, I would understand it. And and I, so I can see why a lot of Christians out there are getting discouraged about Christmas. Mm-hmm. We'll be right back on the Faith and Family Radio Show. Here's how VidAngel lets you watch movies for $1. You buy a movie for $20. Don't worry, it ends up being $1. Since you own the movie, you can legally set your filters. Now, watch your movie. Then, with the click of a button, sell it back to us for $19 of credit. That means each movie is only $1. It's that simple. Buy for 20 set filters, watch it, sell it back for 19 Enjoy your $1 movie. Sign up at faithfamilyradio.com slash vidangel. You're listening to the Faith and Family Radio Show. Welcome back to the show. So, as we close our episode all about Christmas... We wanted to lighten the mood a little bit. It's a kind of a tradition during the Christmas season to watch a YouTube video by Lutheran satire called Horace Ruins Christmas. Well, thanks to all of you for coming out to our service this morning, and I pray that the rest of this Christmas day is wonderful for each and every one of you. Not so fast, preacher man. Behold, it is I, Horus, Egyptian god of the sun. And while you all believe that you've been celebrating the birth of your Lord Jesus, you've really been celebrating the birth of me. For you see, thousands of years before your Jesus came around, I, Horus, was born on December 25th. I, Horus, was born of a virgin. I, Horus, was baptized by a man called Arnup the Baptizer, was crucified and was resurrected three days later. So you see, your Jesus is nothing more than plagiarized poppycock. And I, Horus, have come to feast upon the sorrow of you foolish Christians. Yeah, none of the stuff you just said is true. Yes, it is. No, there's no reference in Egyptian mythology to Horus being crucified or resurrected three days later. There's no documentation anywhere for the existence of a figure named Anup the Baptizer. Horus' mother was not a virgin woman, but the goddess Isis. And there is no specific date anywhere tied to the birth of Horus. I'm pretty sure there is. Actually, no. All of these claims and many others indicating that early Christians yoinked the mythology of Horus and stuck it on top of Jesus were all completely made up by Gerald Massey, a 19th century cuckoo banana bird self-taught Egyptologist who never provided the slightest shred of evidence for any of these claims and who was laughed out of the room by every serious Egyptologist on the planet. So thank you very much for your attempt to ruin our celebration of Christ's birth, but I'm afraid we're all still having a very Merry Christmas. Horus. Horus? Did I say my name was Horus? No, no, no. What I meant to say was, Behold, it is I, Mithras, Roman cultic god of the something-something, and while you all believe that you've been celebrating the birth of Jesus, you've really been celebrating the birth of me. For you see, I, Mithras, was born of a virgin. I, Mithras, had twelve disciples. And I, Mithras, gave those disciples a meal consisting of my body and my blood. Sound familiar, Christian dummies? Actually, Mithras was born from a rock, not of a virgin. He had two companions, not twelve disciples. And the Mithraic meal was one he shared with the sun god, where they feasted not on his own flesh, but on the flesh of a bull. But even if those claims were true, Christians were already confessing 
blessing the virgin birth, recognizing the twelve apostles, and celebrating the Lord's Supper before they ever encountered any Mithraic cults. So I'm afraid that you've taken neither the holly nor the jolly out of our Christmas, Mithras. Oh, you must have misheard me. I I'm not Mithras. I'm, uh, Chatsukotl, Aztec god of the wind. And Valuor thinks that you've been... No Christian on the face of the planet ever heard of Quetzalcoatl until the 16th century. Then I'm... Balder, Norse god of the... There were 193 popes before Balder's mythology was actually written down. Then I'm Horus, Egyptian god of the sun. You already did that one. All right, fine. I didn't want to completely humiliate you, but you've left me no choice. I shall now unveil myself to be the ancient deity whose mythology was inarguably stolen by early Christians. Behold, I am... The ancient Mesopotamian god of judgment. Six thousand years before your Jesus spoke of returning to condemn the lost and resurrect the faithful, my followers proclaimed that I would return to destroy my enemies and raise the dead. So silence your joyful voices, Christians. Your Lord is nothing but a cheap carbon copy of me, the destructor who goes by many names. I am Volguis in Troja. I am Lord of the Sebulia. I am Gozer the Gozerian. Gozer the Gozerian is from Ghostbusters. Dang it, why do so many people still know that movie? Sing with joyous all together. I don't understand. If all the things that Gerald Massey said about me were complete fabrications, with no textual evidence whatsoever, why do atheists like Bill Maher reference these claims as if they were true? Well, Horace, I suppose it is strange that people who insist that they won't believe anything without verifiable evidence are more than willing to believe anything without verifiable evidence as long as that thing can be used to mock the gospel. But we shouldn't be surprised when people reject proof of Christ's resurrection in favor of demonstrable lies that let them remain in unbelief. After all, Jesus did say, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be convinced if someone should rise from the dead. I said that before Jesus did. Oh, you absolutely did not! Well... Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Faith and Family Radio Show. We hope you enjoyed it. We hope that it was edifying and encouraging to you. And we hope that we did not burst any bubbles if any children listen to this in spite of our warnings at the beginning to not listen to this episode. You know, you're reminding me of Vody when he talked about how before anyone gives a sermon on homosexuality, they spend 20 minutes apologizing. You've been like doing that with the Santa Claus thing. Like, sorry if we've offended you. We're about to do the Santa thing, but we're sorry if, if we burst your bubble and sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> Don't hate us <laughs> because we're dissing Santa. <laughs> Did you just have like, Tell me to repent via a, a votey. No, I didn't. But if you were convicted, maybe you need to go to your prayer closet for a little while. Oh, man. <laughs> That's twice now I've been no. been chastised by votey. One in person. Oh, man, I love that dude. <laughs> he's an awesome preacher. Yeah. And he's not afraid to tell you to repent. Well, no, he's a big dude. I mean, I'm sure there's no intimidation there. He's like, yeah, you need to repent. Yeah. Or I'll Do, snap your neck. <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't feel good, though. No, I bet not. Especially when you're in a church full of people. <laughs> I would probably feel better about him correcting me, though, than Paul Washer. Paul Washer just got a way of making you feel like dirt. Yeah, I love him, too. <laughs> anyway, thanks for listening to the show. 
like us on social media, comment on the show, find the show notes at faithfamilyradio.com, and Merry Christmas. I'm Ryan. And I'm Elaine. May God bless you. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Faith and Family Radio Show. Please share our program with others and leave feedback on social media. Do you have a subject that you'd like us to talk about on a future episode? Let us know at faithfamilyradio.com or by calling 513-900-8070. Thanks for listening and God bless you.